the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, friends, welcome back to The Common Good here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. It's so good to have you with us today. And Aubrey, I'm thrilled to be joined. We are thrilled to be joined by Michelle Tafoya. That name should sound familiar to you, especially you all NFL fans. You sports fans there out you there. Go. Michelle yep. has been uh, one of the most well-known sideline reporters for those of us who do love football. But she also has a podcast on the Salem Media Network. We're going to talk to her about that in a little bit. Michelle, so good to have you. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I, I know you're a New York Giants fan. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Well, you, I live in Minnesota, so yes, I support the Vikings, but uh, you guys earned it for sure. It, it, well, I got to be honest. I wasn't going to say it to you, but you, you're up in Minneapolis, as you said. After so many bad years with my New York Giants, I know we've got some Super Bowls in the past. It really was fun. How are they doing up there in Minneapolis the, uh, uh, this uh, week? A little depressed. I, I don't yeah. think shocked. I don't think shocked. I think, you know, the defense has been a real problem for the mm-hmm. Vikings all season. And and the bummer, in my opinion, is the defense used to be the Vikings calling card, right? right? It used to be the purple people eaters and all these amazing. And they had a couple of moments, but they just couldn't sustain it. And you know what? I, I got to give it to the Giants. It's, it's nice to see the Giants picking back up as a team that, that people are interested in. Yeah. It, it is. And to have a quarterback that we're all ready to run out of town who is now really good <laughs> is is uh, is really fun for the Giants. You know, isn't that amazing how we always want to do that? By the way, this is I'll get, do you a little name dropping here. Ooh. I just got a text. I got a text about an hour ago. This is so name dropping from Bill Parcells. Did you of really? All people. Uh, I did. And he signed it, Dinosaur Coach. <laughs> uh, that, he, is, uh, he is one of my, uh, the people I loved the most Aww. in the NFL in terms of coach. I absolutely love Parcells. And so if he's uh, by any chance listening, hi, coach, that would be, you're if, not a dinosaur. If he's listening, if he could send me his phone number as well, that would be wonderful <laughs> as, a Giants fan, <laughs> as a Giants fan. Well, Michelle, uh, one thing Aubrey and I have talked a lot about, we're both pastors and, and we've been just enamored by what happened with DeMar Hamlin now two yeah. weeks ago. Today, I believe it was. Wow. You've spent so much time on NFL sidelines. And I was thinking as we were getting ready to talk to you, you must have been thinking, what would I have done in that moment? What would that experience have been like? Just as you watched what unfolded in that Bills-Bengals game with DeMar Hamlin having cardiac arrest, what was going through your mind watching that? Well, honestly, it reminded me of a game that I did cover, and and it was uh, the Colts and the Texans, and I want to say 2013 in December, and Gary Kubiak was the head coach of the Texans at the time, and I was off chasing uh, Caldwell, the coach of the Colts at the moment, and trying to talk to him. I think it was Caldwell. Anyway, I heard my name being shouted in my little IFB, in that earpiece we all wear on the sideline. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. I'm like, I'm talking to this coach. What do you? And I finally put my earpiece back in. And I said, What is it? And they said, Someone's collapsed on the field. We think it's Gary Kubiak. Mm. So I 
sprinted out back out onto the field, and there was Gary Kubiak laying on his back on the field, surrounded by medical people, mm. tried to sit up once and laid back down wow. again with his eyes really tightly shut. And my job just changed mm. in that moment from covering sports to covering life. Mm. And it, it, it's a very, it, you know, it's a t- the one thing we did know, at least, was that Kubiak was conscious. Mm. Yeah. And that's not what they knew with DeMar right. Hamlin. And so I think that made it all the more terrifying. And, and uh, y- you know, and it happened in the middle of the game. It wasn't right. a halftime thing yeah. where the crowd was yeah. was moving on. So it, it, but you do go into a completely different mode. and um, And you have to be so so careful you cannot mm. speculate mm. you got to just present facts and those were really unavailable to yeah, everyone right. because they, they didn't know what was going on so it it you know it it's it's i've never seen anything like it right. and uh i felt for for the crew not being able to to deliver more to the audience yeah. but there was really nothing they could do about that yeah it was such a such a wild thing as a spectator i can't imagine what it would have been like being a reporter on the sidelines there. and for those players and mm. you could see it on their faces you yes, know you th- that's the one thing i will say it is a very different thing to watch on television it is so different to be down there on the field in the stadium but particularly on the field you 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 get a just a more palpable sense of every emotion that's being experienced mm. and you can cut it with a knife and it's 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 so much more real yeah and uh it, it's hard to explain i think you'd probably have to go through it mm. but it it, uh, it it showed all over those players faces yeah, it that's did. right it certainly did Michelle, one of the things Brian and I have commented on is just the nation's response after mm. after this event and how you know, so often you see national tragedies and people kind of move to their thoughts and prayers, but you get a lot of cynics around that. And you didn't yes. seem to see that this time. It seemed like the nation came together cheering for DeMar Hamlin, praying for him, rooting for yeah. him. There didn't seem to be a lot of cynicism around it. Was that your perspective as well? Yeah, I will say I, here's one thing I found interesting. You're right. The word prayer, pray for DeMar those were flowing freely. Uh, we even saw Dan Orlovsky, a former player, mm-hmm. actually pray mm. on ESPN Live, which was astonishing to me. Yeah. Um, I am going to guess that he did not seek permission for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure they would have granted permission yeah. for that, mm-hmm. quite honestly. I, I don't know, but I'm not sure. Um, but then I saw something else that sort of made me wonder. Um, I think it was the Buffalo Sabres, the NHL team, While everyone else was posting, pray for DeMar, pray for DeMar, pray for DeMar, they came out in shirts that said, love for DeMar, Mm. love for DeMar. And I wondered if they were avoiding that word pray. I really did. Uh, And I I saw it in a couple of places. You know, like, well, we don't want to alienate people who don't believe in prayer, so let's just do love. I don't know. But I, I, I noted it, and because the entire NFL all of their Twitter uh, emblems changed to pray for DeMar yeah. with the number three, with his jersey, all of them. But in the NHL, for whatever reason, they came out in shirts that said love for DeMar. So it's, mm-hmm. they're both beautiful sentiments, right? Mm-hmm. But one is one is definitely a little more spiritual than the other. And I, I found that interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Michelle, while we've got you uh, here on the Salem Media Podcast Network, you do have a podcast called Sideline Sanity that we want to make sure people know about and uh, even download and listen to. Tell us about your podcast. 
Yes, please subscribe wherever mm-hmm. you get your podcasts. I'm, I've been instructed to say that. As <laughs> as I'm sure you guys know that. Yep. Subscribe, subscribe. Um, listen, it's called Sideline Sanity because it just is a reference to my former career on the sidelines. But now I am I'm craving sanity in our life, in our discourse. Mm. And I think we've kind of gone insane mm, uh, worldwide, certainly nationwide, definitely. And it, it's it's. I find myself vacillating between really happy and really ticked off a lot. I find mm-hmm. myself going back and forth a lot. I'll be happy in my own life and, you know, walking the dog, watching my kids play sports. And then I turn on the TV or I read something and I get really angry because I feel like we're being gaslighted at so many turns mm-hmm. and one side's evil and the other side's right. Yeah. And it's, it's never that way. Right. You know? um, and so I, I'm, I'm furious about it. I do think there's a wide swath of people that feel not represented by all of that. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not leftists and they're not crazy, you know, righty. Yes. I think there's this, this massive group of people and I feel like I'm among them that feels abandoned yeah. by all this messaging and yes. all the dialogue that there is. So I try to have that sane sanity, that, that kind of dialogue on my podcast. They're just nice little generally about a half hour with a guest or sometimes I'll just rant and, but I try to do it sanely. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's been so fun because I, you know, I've talked to people in sports like Tony Dungy and Bob Costas, but I've also talked far more often to people who, who know me from sports, but I have, you know, they're politicians, they're cultural icons, they're yeah. people like that. And it just a, a wide variety and it's been really, really fun and really educating. And, you know, I just, I hope to bring that to be, I want to, to represent that, that, that sane faction that I, I, I pray is out there. And yes, I pray it's yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Again, the name of the podcast is Sideline Sanity. We go, go get it wherever it is you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe, rate, and review. And uh, go check it out. Michelle, this has been a great joy. Thanks so much for joining yeah, us today. And you, please tell, tell Bill Parcells we said hello. <laughs> oh, Bill, I'll text him back right now. Hey, I'll drop your name. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. You, you too. too. You're listening to The Common Good. AM 1160, hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.